I decided to start a podcast. So here we are. I've kind of been toying with this idea for the last six months. And by toying with, I mean like really wanting to start and never actually starting. So I've decided on a Tuesday night, it's 11.17pm. I've already like recorded a whole thing and was like, that was absolute dribble. Um, So I'm just kind of like starting again just to see if I can make any more sense out of what I'm trying to say and look if this doesn't make sense I'm still just going to post it so that I can just say I've started and by say I started to myself um so yeah here we are I was at dinner with a girlfriend tonight and I was saying how like I really want to start the podcast and I have so many ideas and I still haven't done it I don't know if I'm gonna like doing it and she's like well I guess the only (laughs) way you're gonna find out is if you just do it I'm like shit (laughs) you're so right so yeah here here we are here you are here I am um welcome so I guess like I'll just dive into a little bit about me um I'm assuming you know who I am because I am just sharing this on Instagram with my friends and family um but yeah basically my name is Isabella I own and operate two beauty businesses in Brisbane so one's a brown lash studio called Bella Brows and one is a hair salon called Bella Blow Dry Bar Um, within the Bella Brows studio we also have a skin facial bar called Baby Face and yeah there that's kind of my that's my jam that's my bread and butter is hair and beauty businesses in Brisbane I recently moved to the Gold Coast this year in February so I guess it's not recently anymore and I am absolutely loving my life down there I still travel to Brisbane every week for work of course but I'm yeah obsessed with the coast life so many good things um yeah and I've also decided to do a year off alcohol this year and that's kind of like that's my top three news pieces for you that's a little bit about me um I thought I would like dive straight into how I got started in business because I do share the story like here and there when I get interviewed for publications but it's usually print and I don't think I have it um in audio anywhere so I thought that would be good to do and hopefully someone finds it interesting um yeah so how I started well let's take it all the way back like I was not very academic in school I really struggled my way through school and that's no secret everyone kind of knew friends family whatever um teachers gosh my poor teachers they really just tried their best to get me through and hey look we made it I got my year 12 certificate we did it um I did do a beauty course through year 12 which was one day a week And I kind of owe that to getting through because it took me out of school one day a week and yeah, got me into the the world of beauty, which was awesome. And I really loved doing makeup. I was always doing everyone's makeup for formals and semis and parties and whatever. Um, I remember one night I was like in a group of like 20 girls. It's like the friendship group at school and we're all getting ready for a post party, like post formal party. And it was literally like these parties like started at like midnight it was so crazy now that you think about it but it was nearing midnight like we were nearly leaving like the cabs were called and I was like I haven't even done my own makeup like because I was doing everyone else's but I loved it it was fun um so when I finished school and finished that uh certificate course in beauty I wanted to go into doing makeup I wanted to be a makeup artist at 
like behind the scenes fashion shows and editorial and travel the world doing makeup so that was kind of like the plan and the goal so I went into a diploma of makeup and by the end of the course I absolutely hated doing makeup so that was good <laughs> um and those courses aren't cheap either and I'm pretty sure I wrangled my parents into paying for it I think I said I'd pay them back I think I did pay them back oh yeah I did I did but yeah they did pay for it originally so I felt so guilty and so bad that like I just done this big course and now I didn't want to make it my career and I was like fuck don't want to go to uni didn't feel any didn't feel connected with anything that uni could provide and what does a gal do in this position other than move to London so that's what I did I moved to London I was super lucky to have some family over there my mum's sister lives over there with her husband and two daughters um at the time quite young so it was actually really nice being with them at that time and I moved over with the intention to move out and just kind of like you know just get settled there for a second find a job and then move out into like share accommodation but it never happened because I really underestimated uh how much it costs to live in London so I was on very little wage. I did get a job at a bar because I wanted kind of like a, a break in beauty for a minute. Well, that's what I told myself. Um, so, yeah, between working at the bar and living rent-free with my auntie and uncle, like I had it pretty good. But I kind of got to the point where I was just like, oh, my God, what am I doing? Like, I don't think I can ever afford to leave their apart their house. But... Um, I also couldn't stay there forever. So I decided to come home after about like seven to nine months. I can't really remember the timeline, but anyway, I got home to Australia and at first I was like so embarrassed about leaving so soon. Like in my head, I was gone forever. So like coming back before a year was up was like, oh, no one could know. And I think I literally got home <laughs> and didn't tell anyone to, for like two weeks. Cause I, I wanted to like, I just didn't want to tell anyone yet, which is a whole nother podcast because yeah, very different stages of life then. And what I, what I deemed was important and not. So anyway, it was a great, great experience, great time, but overall it was just like time to come home. I got home and previous to moving to London, I was working at a brow specialist beauty salon, um, that specialized in brows and like, I loved it, but there just wasn't much growth opportunity in that business. And that was like another factor is to like just move to London. So I was grateful for my time there, but I got back and I was like, oh, well, I don't have a job and I need a job and I'm sure they would take me back. And I, I, I texted my boss actually. And she was like, yeah, hundred percent. Like the job is yours. I was like, oh, sweet. But I had that split thought of, hang on, like I left that job for a reason, you know, like that reason I left it's probably still going to be a very big reason when I return. Like the gut feeling was just like, no, this isn't it. Like you don't need to go backwards, like only forwards. So I ended up getting a job at Mecca, which was freaking awesome. And I loved a lot. Um, but I was very money hungry. I wanted to work like 22 hours a day. I really did. So being a casual at Mecca, there wasn't like, yeah, I was probably getting a decent amount. Of, I was probably getting like 20 hours a week, but wasn't enough so I did start well then I was getting pestered to do brows from home so like friends and family were like great like you're back from London you can do my brows and I was like no nah, I'm not working at that place anymore like sorry and they're like no you just like do it from home like 
I'll sit on the couch and you can do my brows. Like, I need you to do them. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that seems like so much effort. Like, to go buy a wax pot, go buy tints. Like, where do I even get that from? I don't know. And it just was, like, too hard basket. But they just kept pestering. And then it was my auntie that asked again. And I was like, oh, well, if it's just my auntie, like, I guess I can just, like, she can lay on the couch and I can do her brows and I can sit at that end and whatever. So I went off and I bought a wax pot and some tints. I think I, um, maybe I made an account at like a beauty place. I honestly can't remember where I got like the first lot of tints from. No, I think I just bought them from some random place that didn't check anything. Um, and I was like, well, I might as well do my mum's brows just to make sure like I've got everything and I've got the setup right to change things before my auntie came over. And within like the first minute, I was like, oh my God, this is not going to work. I cannot do brows off this couch. Like it's way too low. This is just not working. So I was like, fuck it. I will buy one of those stupid massage table beds. And at that time, like, I don't think Facebook Marketplace was a thing. Or maybe it was, but it wasn't, like, a thing for me. So I think I got it from Gumtree. Um, It was just, like, a flat massage table bed. Like, super uncomfortable, but whatever. It was just going to do the job. There were 30-minute brows. Like, whatever. So I got that, set it up in my parents' living room, and it did the job. Um, She was happy. I was like, cool, I got 20 bucks. That wasn't too bad. And did miss doing brows like I did love doing brows but I kind of just forgot because it was just associated with the job at the time and the job wasn't that great so anyway after that I was like all right I guess I can do like my friends and family like now that I've got the bed and I've got the wax pot and I've got the bloody tints like I might as well get my money's worth get my money back for what I spent I was charging like 20 dollars for brows and I wasn't even doing lash lips then um so it was just brows and yeah that was just friends and family coming over living room Whilst I was doing that, working at Mecca, I was like, no, I need another job. (laughs) I really just wanted to work as much as I possibly could. And I was in that, I was in that phase and that mood of just, just wanting to work 24 hours a day, which is, oh, it's just such a good feeling when you're in that zone of just like seeing the money coming in, being, like being motivated by money is not a bad thing. Um, Obviously everyone's got their own money story, but yeah, I don't think it's a thing to be ashamed of being motivated by money, especially at that age when you're working by the hour. Like, of course, you want to be counting the hours that you're working to see how much you're earning. Like, I think that's only natural. Um, but yeah, I was doing that. Ended up getting another job at Nine West as a Christmas casual. So I went around to every single shop in Indrapilly Shopping Centre because that's where I was for Mecca. And I had printed out a calendar with all of my rostered hours at Mecca for December and I think January yeah yeah it was like a two-part roster and it was like all like color-coded like green is like I can work all day like orange is like I can only do these part-time like these part hours so like I'd be like 9 a.m till 12 p.m Mecca like available 12 p.m till midnight (laughs) the shop won't even open till midnight but I would just be like I can I can do whatever um so I ended up getting a job at Nine West, which was awesome. They were super accommodating. They let me kind of like have my first pick of roster with Mecca and then they would work around me, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Um, so that was great. That was whatever. And there, most of the days I would literally work at Mecca and then like have a quick break and then walk over to Nine West and start another shift and then go home and have two brow appointments. And most of the days I would start with a couple of brow appointments too on top of that whole day. So yeah, I was working really hard. I was working seven days a week. I freaking loved it. 
I was kind of working really hard to save for a real estate agent course, like to become a real estate agent, because I figured that's a job you can work super hard in. And I really just wanted a job that I could just hustle my way to the top, to be totally honest. Um, And I also was saving for a boob job. So, you know, I had a lot of motivation (laughs) behind those things that I was saving for. Um, Ended up getting the boob job later. And I ended up removing the said implant boob job this year. So that's another podcast for you. But yeah, I was just working really hard. Absolutely loving it. Um, I'm sure I was burnt out, but I didn't really care at that point. It was just like, there was no, this is a thing like at that time, because now I can't even imagine working in two retail jobs and doing the brow side hustle seven days a week with no end in sight. Like, I think I worked like, I don't know, it was definitely longer than three weeks. Like, I think it was borderline four weeks straight without a day off. And the day off was then Christmas day. That was what I was working towards. And, you know, Christmas day is not sitting on the couch at home like there's so many things on so anyway it was a lot but I friggin loved it and I wouldn't have it any other way and I'm glad I did that all then because you know current me is thinking past me so yeah anyway um it did get to the point where I realized I could make more money doing the eyebrows from home than working at the retail jobs but I really did love working at Mecca and the perks were amazing so I didn't really want to just like quit but I kind of felt like I was ready to move on from the Nine West job. So I resigned. Um, I ended up staying an extra six weeks after I resigned, even though I was casual and could literally just walk away. They asked for me to stay for six weeks longer. And so, of course, I did. So I did that, which was fine. We got through. And then I had just the job at Mecca and doing the brows from home. And at this point, I was really building up a clientele. I had registered the business name. Like, I was kind of like, all right this is what I'm doing. Um, not like as a career, but just more like taking it more seriously. Um, and then at that point when I registered the business name, I decided to see strangers, which was a big deal because I was in my parents' home, you know, allowing strangers into the home and like having them wait in the dining room, like, you know, just things like that. It's like, Oh, it felt so weird, but like, it just also felt so right. And I just had so many friends just pestering me. They're like, oh, my other friend saw my brows that you did and she wants them done by you. And I was like, oh, well, if you know her, then it's okay. And then it did get to the point where I did a post on Facebook in one of those like for sale groups, um, like $20 eyebrows and a few before and afters and put myself out there like that. But I met so many, so many amazing friends that are like still my clients now, which is so crazy. Um, Yeah, one of my best friends now is a client, like, was a client, like, that's how we met, like, that's just wild, but, yeah, it's really cool, because, you know, you're doing the brows, you're chatting, most of the time, you had, like, a lot of common, similar age, that kind of thing, so it's bound to happen, but it's really nice that it has happened, so, yeah, I was just doing all of the things, I also then applied to become an Uber driver, (laughs) um, yeah, I was 18, and freshly 18, And I didn't, I was on my P's. I didn't even have an open license, but I just thought if I could do Uber driving between like the hours of 8pm and 8am, then I was sorted. But, you know, obviously blessing in disguise did not need the fourth job of Uber driving. Um, So yeah, I'm grateful that they were like, no, 
you're an idiot. You're on your pee plates. Like, of course you can't be an Uber driver. But yeah, anyway, just a side fun fact for you. Um, so that continued, like, working at Mecca and the brows for a little while. And then it got to, like, around July, I want to say. Um, and I signed my first commercial lease. So I'd like to stress, with this first commercial lease, it was... It was a hole in the wall. It was the same size as just the bed and me standing. Like, there was no wriggle room. It was very small. It was basically a reception area where a reception desk would sit. And we put a curtain across it and made it into a room. So, but you know what? It was it worked. It was absolutely perfect. And it was my first official space. I could work 24 hours a day if I wanted to, which of course I did. I just had to find the clients that wanted to come at 2 in the morning. And no one did. So anyway... I worked around my NECA roster. I did like a few brows. At this stage, I was working at NECA in the city. So I'd do a few brows in the morning, like 8 a.m., 8.30 bookings, catch a bus into the city, work at Mecca, catch the bus back to New Farm where the space was, and do a few more brows till like 9 o'clock at night. Like it was a lot, but it was, it was great. I was earning the money. I could see it adding up. I could see the boob door getting closer. And I was happy. So that's all that matters. Um, but it did get to the point where I was like, oh, I am earning more doing the brows than at Mecca. And I was kind of like catching the bus into the city to work at Mecca, knowing that like I could fill my books just with brows. But, you know, it was just one of those, one of those stepping stones that I just wasn't quite ready to cross just yet. Um, and it was really nice knowing that I could just turn up to Mecca and same with when I was working at Nine West and be paid. Whereas I could have a full book of appointments and those clients could all choose to not show up that week and I would have no income. So it was like a safety net income with Mecca. Um, I think by the end of it, I was working like once a fortnight and my paycheck fortnightly was like $200. Like I knew like I was going to get $200 a fortnight. Like it was just like that backup. I was still living at home. Um, oh, I had a car loan then. I got my first car. So that's right. I kind of was like, maybe it was 200 a week. I don't know. But I'd had in my head, like, all planned out mathematically that, like, Mecca was, like, my essentials, i.e. the car loan and, like, being able to eat and things like that. So, and then everything I earned from Browse was, like, play money, which I came to learn a little thing about tax later on. That's another story. Because um, I was registered as a business. Anyway, um... It did get to the point where it was time to quit Mecca, which is about October. Um, where are we in now? 2016 still. Yeah, 2016. And then I started my new, like, real commercial lease, like the real, like, shop on Vernon Terrace, which we still have now, but we've just expanded. Um, January 2017 was the start of that lease. So with the start of the new lease was like, okay, this is legit. I can't be working at Mecca and like having a commercial lease. That doesn't make sense. Like I need to go all in. And I quit Mecca and that was like huge because, you know, I'm walking away from the safety net. Like I'm going all in on this eyebrow plucking business. Like that's just, it's still wild to me. Like I still am like, what the hell do I do? Crazy. But anyway, it was all meant to be. And with that came my first employee. Shout out to Amelia. She's now doing her own amazing business things. And I'm just so grateful for the experience that I have with her because I learned so much, just as I hope she's learned so much from me too. 
and you know I wouldn't be here without my first employee so Illy Amelia um and with that came a few more employees that year it was a huge you know huge growth year learned so much gosh like before I employed these girls I was only ever a casual employee myself so to go from a casual employee to employer is wild and no one can prepare you for that um a lot of trial and error a lot of mistakes a lot of yeah a lot of shit but also so much good and without all that shit I wouldn't be here telling the tale so I'm very grateful for the girls that I had that year um and still have today actually one of the girls that I employed in that first year of business is still working for me now which is one of my biggest accomplishments really it's yeah it's an honor um so yeah did a lot that year was still working heaps was still totally on the tools with clients like the biggest issue I had then with clients was like <laughs> getting the clients to see my employees so like you know you, you've got this employee you train them up they're ready to go no one wants to see the employee they want to see the Bella of the Bella brows which was really difficult because what was the like the whole point of getting an employee was to grow and no one else wanted to see someone else but we got there like I think eventually as more new clients came and like they were coming to Bella Brows for the business and not Bella Brows for me it made the transition a bit e- easier um but yeah that was hard oh my god I kind of forgot about that but that was um that was very difficult to navigate but we got there um then I hired a couple more girls that year so we ended up finishing the year of 2017 with four employees and me so Oh, is that right? Yeah, four employees plus me. Um, at the end of the year, and then we just kind of grown year on year. On top of that, so now I've got eleven Bella Brows girls. So that is the synopsis on Bella Brows. I also launched a hair salon at the end of twenty twenty with absolutely zero hair knowledge, and that one is still open and running today. Uh, I've got two beautiful girls that are working there and I also launched another business that has since closed. It honestly didn't last very long, but it was quite the learning curve. So if you'd like to hear about either of those two businesses and their stories, I will probably just, I'll probably do it. Um, <laughs> Cause yeah, lots of, lots of interesting things in those ones. Um, both completely different to the way I launched Bella Browse. So lessons on lessons for sure. But I will leave this first one here. I feel like I've spoken for far too long. I I like listening to podcasts at like 40 minutes past because I'm always driving. But I know that doesn't suit a lot of people. So I'm going to try and keep them a little bit shorter than this one. I just wanted to intro a bit about me and the history of how I got into business. And yeah, I'm going to deep dive into a whole lot more. I have done a year of alcohol this year and I really want to talk about that. I also had an explant surgery this year and I want to talk about that whole journey of getting implants deciding to remove them I think it's really interesting and I have some amazing ladies that will join me in the conversation for that so I will leave it here I'm going to sign off and I'll be chatting in the next podcast soon